Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I need to give a trigger warning for story number two and story number three. Both stories are borderline sexual assault and sexual harassment, so if you want to avoid stories like that, now you know. I'll have all the stories in the pinned comment as usual, with timestamps to each story, in case you want to skip any. And remember, you can always send your stories at southerncannibal.com if you ever want to share it. And without any more further interruptions, let's get into the stories. And remember, to always, stay hungry. At the time of this story, I was 18, and I worked in a retail store nearby. I used to work mainly till 8pm, which during the winter would mean walking home in the pitch black dark. On this day, I'd finished work as usual, and I started making my way back home. When I got inside, my phone had started ringing, and it showed no caller ID. Curiously, I had answered the phone, and I could hear a muffled sound, and I decided to put the phone on speaker, but all I could make out was really heavy breathing. I responded back with, Hello, who is this? And there was a male voice on the other side. They started eerily laughing, which then turned into a serious tone, then saying, Why did you leave me? I asked again, Who is this, and how did you get my number? The eerie laugh continued, and just as I was about to hang up, I heard the words that then made chills run down my spine. You know that I can see you, right? I then immediately hung up and ran to close all of the blinds. I looked out the window, but I couldn't see anyone. I was honestly scared being alone in a house that I was meant to feel safe in. The next few days, I spent looking over my shoulder, constantly feeling paranoid. About three days later, the buzzer would start going off during midnight, and whenever I would answer it, I would hear breathing. I eventually stopped answering it, and I would just let it buzz. I eventually started losing sleep, constantly feeling paranoid and scared, and my phone would still ring, but I just completely stopped answering all the no-caller IDs. Well, about a month later, my tenancy was finally ending and I decided to move out into a different area. I also changed my phone number as well as my job. For anyone asking why I didn't tell anyone about this, honestly, I was just very naive, and I refused to believe it was actually even happening. Plus, I was in a very bad place. Call it rock bottom if you'd like. So yeah, I had a lot of other things going on at the same time, which I'm not going to add to this story. Anyways... Things are much better now, and I want to thank everyone for taking their time to listen to my story. Please stay safe out there, everyone, and please be careful. It was the fall of 2018, and I was in tech college to earn my administrative assistant degree. I had decided to get it in order to help my father in his business. He built houses, and I worked as a secretary every summer. I took the placement test, and I found that my math skills were a bit rusty to say the least. So I elected to take a course to freshen up on it, 
in order to better help my dad balance the company checkbooks and also better evaluate the wages of the employees that we had working for us. At the time, we had full-time workers and two part-time workers, but I digress. The story I'm about to tell you is one particular boy-slash-man that I met in tech that nearly cost me my sanity and possibly my life. There was one boy in the hall where I did my math refresher course named Jack. He was what a lot of older people would see with a picture of a gothic person. Earrings all over, black greasy hair, and dressing in clothing that gave off the vibe of danger, or don't mess with that guy. I didn't really acknowledge him past the very sparing hi, or helping him with a problem that he was supposedly stuck on. He would always get way too close and smell my hair, then touch it, or try to touch my body. I'd move away into another desk, but he would always claim he was only messing with me. I reported him to the class monitor, but Jack would always weasel his way out some way. One day on my lunch break, my best friend Ray had said, Hey Leah, Jack's eyeballing you something fierce. I'd stay away from him. He's a creeper. I laughed softly, then said sarcastically, Yeah, no kidding Ray Ray. Thanks for that, Captain Obvious. I don't plan on going 50 feet near him. But that didn't really seem like a problem for Jack, as he always caught me in the hallway every time I headed back to class. Hey babe, he said. I rolled my eyes and turned, glaring at him. Okay, first of all, don't ever, and I mean ever, call me babe. I'm not your girlfriend, nor will I ever be. Second of all, buzz off. I have class, and I don't have time to deal with your bullshit. Bad move. He grabbed me by my throat and then pinned me to the wall, leaning in close as his other hand went to my jeans, and he then started to try and touch me. He then whispered, Listen here, bunny. You belong to me. This little pussy is mine. I'm going to be claiming it soon enough, and you won't be able to stop me. Know that. He then let me go, and he walked away, back towards the commons area then sang over his shoulder. See you later, bunny. Jack kept trying to get to me over the next few months, and I was a wreck. I told my parents what he'd done, and my dad, well, he was pissed. I told him that Jack had passed me notes that said the next day I'd be his. So my dad went with me to the college, and we talked with the headmaster and the counselor, and before anyone asked me, why didn't you do it the day that Jack threatened you? I did, but they blew me off, saying there was no proof. But now that my papa was there, they were taking it way more seriously. There may or may not have been words of getting the police and a lawyer involved, but soon, I was heading to class with my dad and the headmaster following us out of sight. Suddenly, I felt Jack grab me harshly and then pin me to the wall with his body. He held me by my throat with one hand as the other moved down to undo my pants and to try to get them down. Once again, he whispered into my ear, Now, little bunny, you will be mine. But before he could make good on his plans, however, I heard a loud, deep voice then yell, Get your hands off my daughter! My dad came barreling towards us, and I then saw Jack look in shock as my dad's strong left fist then clocked him in the jaw. Jack fell over, my dad then gathered me up into his arms 
as two security guards took Jack away. As they were, he was just looking at me and yelling, Aaliyah! Tell them we were fooling around! I didn't even hurt you! Babe, come on! Please tell them! I didn't look at him, and this only made him struggle harder than scream. You little bitch! This isn't over! I'll get you for this! I looked at my dad, scared to death at what Jack screamed would happen. He gazed back into my brown eyes with his blue ones, saying, Don't worry, princess. He's not going to come anywhere near you. And if he tries, well, he'll be damn sorry he ever met me. A few days later, I finally got my degree, and I kept working for my dad in the summer. I ended up getting a retail job that I worked during the time that I didn't work my summer job. And Jack had finally faded out of my mind. That is, until one day. I was at my retail job, and my boss called me into the office. She had showed me an application and a photo of the applicant, asking if she should hire him because he had listed me as a reference. I then paled as I saw that it was Jack. I broke down, and I told my boss all about Jack and what he almost did to me. I said that I didn't feel comfortable being around him, and I really feared for my safety and the safety for others. She thanked me and sent me off, and Jack never did get the job. I'm doing better now, and I barely ever think of that dark page in my book of life. I'm doing well, and I've also discovered that I'm very personable, and I can spot things that most people can't see. So to Jack, my psycho goth would-be rapist. You really thought you had a scared little bunny, but you really messed with a tigress and lost. To start, I'm 21 years old, and I used to work at Home Depot. To those unaware, Home Depot is a big chain hardware store in North America. I worked at this location for about two years, and I could probably go on for hours, but I'll narrow it down to two stories that truly stand out as scary. The first experience happened to me about eight months into the job. At this point, I worked at the customer service desk doing returns, handling order pickup, and also creating orders for those who couldn't do it at home. A guy came in with his wife and looked pretty disgruntled before I even talked to him. He was returning a riding lawnmower that blew out on him less than a month after the purchase, so his annoyance was entirely understandable to a point. And doing the return, he demanded his refund to be in cash, since that's how he paid. Now, at Home Depot, they can only give up to $1,000 back in cash. Anything higher is a check that gets mailed to you. This guy was absolutely not having it. He paid over $3,000 and he screamed at me to give it to him. I had told him twice that I couldn't and that I'd have to process a check to be mailed to him. This was when he slammed on the counter and then said, Oh yeah? I suggest you get your fucking manager to sort this out. I ain't leaving without my money that you so eagerly took from me. I called my manager, who will call Jay for privacy, and I told him what was going on. He said he'd be up at the desk in a moment. Now, Jay was a manager that could be a hard-ass when he wanted to be, but he didn't tolerate anyone disrespecting his employees. He told the guy the exact same thing that I told him. I had never seen a human being get so red in the face before, and since then, he began screaming about how we're crooks, and that my manager shouldn't hire ignorant little bitches. 
all the while slamming the counter over and over again. Jay then told the guy, Listen, man, you can either get a check mailed to you or you can leave. Your choice, pal. But yelling and throwing a baby fit isn't an option here. The guy then grumbled that he'd take the check, but only because we won't do cash. I put in all the information necessary, and I handed him the receipt, about ready to cry at this point. He snatched it out of my hand and then told me, Listen, I said I wasn't leaving without my cash, and I fucking meant it. And I'll do whatever I need to do to get my $3,000 back in cash. You either go get it, or I'll run my truck through this fucking building. I'm serious, and I don't give a shit who I run over. I'm getting my money. And he then proceeded to leave out the door. Shitting bricks at this point. I try calling Jay back, but his phone rings busy. My coworker who witnessed this all go down who will call ill had made an overhead page for Jay to call the service desk phone immediately. Jay had called on his lunch break and asked what the deal was. Elle had then told him about the threat. This was one of the only times where I ever saw Jay run the way he did with 911 on the line. Elle told me to just take my break early so I can cool off. I took off my apron and I went outside by the garden center when I saw this guy start up his truck. He had parked in the closest space he could to the doors right next to the service desk. I was now on the phone with my boyfriend, telling him everything. Right before he pulled out of the parking space, two police cruisers from my town then pulled up, blocking him in. I'm not really sure what happened afterward, but I'm really glad I got to go home that night. Now, here's the second story. It was right towards the end of my stay within that store. I had recently come out as a transgender man, and I had started using my new name. I had also put a pen on my apron with my pronouns he slash him. Now, overall, everyone was really supportive and kind to me. Then came the transphobe customer. I was a cashier during this experience. I was wearing a mask due to a COVID outbreak in my store and a beanie since it was winter. I was wearing a chest binder and men's clothing, so I looked pretty masculine for the most part. My voice was a dead giveaway though, as I hadn't yet started medically transitioning. As I was ringing him out, he had noticed my pen and scowled at me. I ignored it. I didn't want any trouble. Then he said, Oh, so you're one of those mentally ill libtards that want to shove your gay shit in my face, huh? I just kept scanning his car full of lumber and then said, Sir, please don't speak to me like that. He then just laughed and said, What's the matter? You scared? I just shook my head. He brought over his buddy and then said, Look at this. It's got tits and wants to pretend it's a man. And the two started laughing at me. I was humiliated. Now, I'm not exactly small-chested, and certain positions made it visible that I wasn't completely flat even with a binder. So I then said to them, Why are you looking at my chest to begin with? Please go to a different register. I'm not going to serve you. The guy got really mad at me for that. He then got right up in my face and pointed his finger at me. He then said the most gut-riching things someone's ever said to me on the basis of being trans. You know, your kind ought to be slaughtered like cattle, and I'll be damn happy to do my part in getting rid of you. I called my head cashier over, and she heard everything, 
and she then told him to leave the store immediately. Before he walked away from my register, he then said, I'll be waiting for you to get off, bitch. He then left his card in my register and then proceeded to wait at the door. It was when he turned to his side that I had saw that there was a gun on his hip. Now, I don't really have an issue with guns for the most part. It was the fact that he threatened me with it that bothered me. My head cashier alerted our manager on duty, who we'll call R. Now, R was a big guy with the most hardcore RBF I'd ever seen, which is resting bitch face for those who don't know. He's also really loud. R yelled at these men for threatening my life and making lewd comments about my body. He told them they needed to leave the property and never return. They didn't listen and just laughed at him. Police had showed up not long after and had to escort them away. As the police were literally dragging these guys to their truck, the guys kept screaming all kinds of slurs and horrible names. I went home early that day, as my shift had ended less than an hour after they arrived in my register. That was so surreal and so painful. I cannot believe someone had so much hate in their heart that they would actually threaten my life, all because I'm trans. I'm really happy and I'm okay now and I'm really thriving in my life. To anyone out there who may experience the same sort of bullshit, you're not alone. Don't let someone hurt you like that, and please have a safe support system. Be careful, everyone. I'm a 5'6", 13-year-old female, and I have rather short, dusty brown hair and gray eyes. I've been told many times that I look much older than I am. I've been looked at by older people many times before. Now that you know this, I'll go on with my story. I'm the oldest of five kids, and every week my mom will go to Walmart for groceries. Well, last week she had brought me along, and our first stop was the shampoo aisle, and on the other side of the aisle was the hair dye. My mom had gave me permission to go get my color, and as I was looking, I had heard someone walk on the aisle with me. I turned and saw a rather tall guy that was most likely late 20s or early 30s, and he made direct eye contact with me. I looked away, and he got behind me. So close, in fact, that if I reached out my arm, I could have touched him. As I was figuring out which color I wanted, I saw out of the corner of my eye the man raise his phone up as if to take a photo of me. So I then panicked, grabbed the color I wanted, and I then walked very quickly back to my mom. I told her what happened, and she had told me to stay near her. My mom is one of those very protective mama bear types, and when I told her, she was already seeing red. As we went around the store, we kept seeing him, including when I went to the bathroom. My mom had told me that he walked past the door and looked at her, then walked away. Whenever me or my mom would look at him, he would turn down a different aisle, and it had really caused our anxiety to raise. We got all of this stuff on the list as fast as possible, but once we got to the register, my mom realized that I grabbed the wrong milk brand. She didn't want me to go alone, but I told her that I would stay in a place with a lot of people. My mom was just getting over bronchitis at the time, so I didn't want her to walk around any longer. She agreed to let me go and she told me to stay observant of my surroundings. I told her that I would, and I grabbed the milk and walked towards the freezers. I had stayed close to a family, 
but they had walked to a different direction. When I got to the freezers, I had then realized that I was now completely alone. As I was switching out the milk, I had then felt as if someone was behind me. I turned around, but I didn't see anyone. But then, out of the corner of my eye, I saw the man. The same man from before. Luckily, he hadn't noticed me yet, so I took this opportunity to put an earbud in and start talking to myself as if I was on the phone with someone. The man saw me now, and he started to walk towards me. I turned to the side as if I didn't see him, and I had pretended to fix my earring. He saw my earbud, muttered what seemed to be, oh shit, and then walked away. I finally made it to my mom, told her what happened, and she then hugged me as I cried. This all happened rather recently, and it's really made me be much more observant than I already was. No person out there, young or old, male or female, should ever have to experience this. Stay safe, everyone, and thank you for listening to my story.